Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. It ain't the left side or the right side, and it must be the fin side. Thank you, Solo D. Welcome to another episode of On the Fin Side here with Kat and Paul. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Spreaker, iTunes, YouTube, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. I'm Brian Cat NFL on Twitter, and Paul is fanatic underscore pick. That's fanatic with a P-H. We are joined here by Nick Woten from the USA Today's The Bills Wire, taking a look at the Bills sideline. Very successful season, obviously, for Buffalo, much to the chagrin of a lot of Dolphins fans. Um, 12-3 and on the season, Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs, both MVP candidates, and everything is on the line here for Miami heading into Week 17. If they win, they're in. If they lose, then one of three things need to happen. Either the Ravens, the Colts, or the Browns need to lose all three scenarios, which are unlikely. But when you pair them all together, Dolphins have a pretty decent shot to make the playoffs here. Nick, uh, happy early New Year, and thanks for joining us. Yeah, of course, anytime. Uh, always interesting. Always love joining you guys. You guys always make it fun. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Happy New Year. And um, we're getting, I guess, uh, a little bit of dose of playoff football early in, uh, in Week 17, at least for uh, at least for the folks down in uh, South Beach there. We certainly are. And, uh, you know, looking at the Bills season, unlike – Many, many others here. I mean, it's, it's, what, 1995 since they won the division. The Bills win the AFC East this year. Have that sewn up already. Number two seed in the in the uh, playoffs right now. So, overall, Nick, as we sit here on Thursday, New Year's Eve, noon central time, two questions. Number one, do you get a feeling that the Bills are going to rest or pull their starters? And question two, do you want them to rest or pull their starters? Yeah, that's the tough question here, uh, guys. It's um, I, I, the the proof is usually always in the pudding with Sean McDermott all throughout the week, and he, no matter what, does not want to give an inch. Um, if you guys recall, um, back in the day when I was more of a beat reporter as opposed to kind of an all-encompassing writer now for the Bills, any little thing that happens now, you're, you'll find it at Bills Wire, uh, from practice squad signings to Adam Schefter mentioned the Bills in this tweet or something, but. Um, Anyway, Sean McDermott, he will never give an inch away. I remember when I was a beat reporter and the Bills, if you guys recall that game against the Colts, Bills Colts were just a, a ridiculous blizzard. Uh, Sean McCoy, uh, game-winning touchdown in overtime. That Prior to that week, I remember going into practice every single day. Tyrod Taylor was the quarterback. Nathan Peterman ended up starting that week. Tyrod Taylor could barely walk when we got that five-minute media portion. And, and Sean McDermott all week, everyone was like, there's no way that Tyrod's going to play. Everyone knew a blizzard was coming. Everyone knows the forecast. We know it's going to be snowy this Sunday in Buffalo. The technology was the same in 2017. We knew it was going to be snowy. We're like, how is this quarterback who barely can walk onto the practice field uh, all throughout the week going to start? McDermott wouldn't give an inch on Tyrod back in 2017, his first year. He still isn't going to give an inch this week. So it's really hard to guess what's going to happen. But to actually try to give an answer uh, to, your, to your question there, um, I think the Bills are going to do something kind of similar to what they did last year. Uh, the Bills actually last year had, had literally nothing to gain going into Week 17, and they still 
still put their starters out there. Because of that, I think we're going to at least see Josh Allen and co. out there for a bit. Maybe not Stefan Diggs, but I think Josh Allen maybe at least um, for, for two reasons by comparison. One, I think keeping this unit hot. I mean, the Bills are probably the hottest team in the NFL right now, winners of six great games. Uh, Kyler Murray, Hail Mary away from winning even more than that. Nine straight games, maybe eight, eight games, maybe. Um, but I think the Bills want to keep that momentum rolling. I think they maybe want to help themselves out a little bit and hope, fingers crossed, that maybe in that first quarter, Josh Allen can put up 10 points or something on the Dolphins, give Matt Barkley or whoever comes in a little bit of a, a, a you know, handicap, if you will. Uh, because I think the Bills would like to hold on to the number two seed. It's basically the Bills win, they get the number two seed in the, the AFC playoff picture. The Steelers, of course, are the only team that can catch them. The Bills have the head-to-head for them right now. And the Steelers, as you guys, I'm sure, have heard, uh, they're, they're, they don't seem to not care about the number two seed. Mike Tomlin and Sean McDermott were college teammates, and apparently they don't have the same ideologies um, because uh, Mike Tomlin came out on, on Monday or Tuesday and was just like, yeah, we're not playing. We're not playing yeah. for starters. <laughs> and Sean McDermott's well, like, oh, I, well, he's going to play this little game. So I'm, I'm sorry, go ahead. I, I don't I, – I, I'm always – look, if, if you're the Chiefs and you have nothing to play for, you've got the number one seed – I understand in that scenario that, that you don't play Patrick Mahomes, but if you have anything to play for, I, I always think that you should play your starter still, because what happens if, if, you know, what happens if the bills and Steelers meet in the AFC championship game and now you're traveling to Pittsburgh? Exactly. Exactly. That's the thing. I think that the, the with that right there, I think the bills want that. So I, I realistically can see a quarter, maybe a half of the bills, playing their starters, at least a good chunk of them. Um, personally, me, that's probably what I would do as well. Not to, you know, trust me, I, I got into the tongue-in-cheek there at the beginning of Sean McDermott playing his kind of uh, BS kind of thing he does sometimes, saying, oh, I don't know, I don't know what we're going to do. We can't give the any opponent an inch. It is, it is fascinating to me sometimes how committed he is to not giving it anything away. Even this morning, he called – uh, he called Cole Beasley a week-to-week injury. Cole Beasley is not going to play against the Dolphins this week. Uh, he injured his knee late last week. But then he only ruled out uh, the tight end, Reggie Gillum, tight end slash fullback, their fourth-string tight end. It's the only guy that McDermott would rule out this week. He still wouldn't, wouldn't officially say that Beasley isn't playing. Well, we know Beasley's not going to play. Why are you going to play one of the, the maybe the best slot receiver in the NFL? Why are you going to play him when he's dinged up in a Week 17 game before the playoffs? You know what I mean? He won't give a single inch, yeah. but – yeah, I think the Bills are going to just kind of go into the game, crossing their fingers, hopefully that they can get a little bit of a lead on Miami and then hope that maybe Matt Barkley and co. can just hold these guys off. Um, in recent weeks, uh, the Bills have, have gotten ahead on the scoreboard and they have put their backups in games, so I think they're definitely comfortable with doing that. And they're kind of hoping that, oh, let's, let's see, can Josh Allen put up a lot of points real quick and then we can take him out, so... Yeah, in the first game, Josh Allen throws for 415 yards against the Dolphins in a 31 to 28 win, and Reggie Gilliam's out. I mean, gosh, what a huge loss for Buffalo! <laughs> not not really, but, but then again, Gilliam I think did catch a touchdown against the Dolphins. So uh, yeah, that's true. Sure. Game he did, one. Yep. So. <laughs> so, but the rest of your receivers there now, Cole Beasley, like you said, is is not going to play in this game. And by the way, I. Sean McDermott not being honest about what's going on. I, I, I respect that. Uh, it means he's a smart guy. Um, th- then, but after Cole Beasley, John Brown also has been activated from IR, I believe. 
but is on the COVID list. Do you, do you see, so I would imagine John Brown's not playing this game either. Yeah, it's a very interesting case with John Brown right now is, is what happened. Uh, basically, you got that totally right. Um, last week, they cut Jake Kumaro, uh touchdown Jesus, as they called him in Green Bay. He caught a touchdown pass uh, against the Broncos. A couple days later, they cut him. Then he gets claimed by the Saints. So then it's like, all right, the Bills are – again, Sean McDermott, he doesn't give anyone an inch. Uh, everyone knew, I think it was on Tuesday, that they cut Kumaro. And the reason why they did that was because of the COVID rules. Six days later, he has – or some amount of days – X amount of days later, he can then come right back on the Bills practice squad. But, unfortunately, the Saints, who have a billion injuries to wide receivers right now, they claimed him. Um, so he's going down to the Big Easy. Uh, so having said that, McDermott waited until – everyone knew on Tuesday John Brown would be back, right? He waited until like 3.55, the 4 p.m. deadline on Monday before Monday Night Football, to officially activate John Brown from, from the injured reserve. And then a minute later, the, the news comes out that he is on the COVID list. He's on the COVID list, though, because of close con- contact con- – contact tracing. Um, TJ Yeldon is, is the one, the, the, the Bills, I guess, third, fourth string running back. He tested positive, and then three guys in the Bills were considered close contact with them, um, and then they had to also go on the COVID list. So because of that, I can't, I, I, see, I can see a scenario where possibly John Brown gets out there uh, this week, because I think they just need a couple, you know, um, negative tests in the close contact situation. They got to wait a couple days, mm-hmm. um, and, 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 and we'll see what happens with that. And I, I can see him getting out there against Miami just in an effort to maybe, I guess for lack of a better term, get his legs back under him. He's been out for a few weeks, and then he was playing through injury. I guess maybe they see if they can maybe get him up to speed, if you will, uh, before the postseason. So that, that of course, remains to be seen. We just saw today in Cleveland where they got, you know, the latest COVID craziness going on, and a guy who is um, on their close contact list tested positive now. So now they're closed down for a second straight day, who, of course, the Browns are in the exact same situation, exact same record as the Dolphins this week. They have to win against the Steelers, so God yeah, it'll be a fascinating. Right. It'll it'll definitely be a fascinating uh, week seventeen here, especially for the Miami Dolphins who need to either win or have somebody else, uh, a heavy underdog, uh, among the, you know, among among the Steelers backups, Bengals, or uh, what's the other team? Jaguar, the Jaguars. One of them has to win. Uh, if the Dolphins don't here in this game. So it'll be fascinating to see. But let's go back to the passing game here. So Josh Allen, I mean, what a season so far. You take a look at his numbers, uh, over 4,300 yards passing, 418 yards rushing, 42 rushing and passing touchdowns on the year on a team averaging over 29 points a game with 12 wins so far. He is, And the most amazing thing for me is to see his ascension from, you know, 53% completion percentage as a rookie to 58 last year he's completing almost 70 percent of his passes this year 69.1 in 2020 what do you credit that to i mean it's it's got to be something that he did in the offseason you know they they really tout this jordan palmer x bills great um you know carson palmer's I don't know if it's younger or older brother, but he was like on the bills with a cup of coffee uh, in training camp, like early 2000s or something. But he's, you know, this quarterback guru guy who maybe Tua will work out with. Maybe he already has. I know he's worked with like Drew Locke, Sam Darnold, all these young guys go to him. Um, I know Josh Allen mentioned at some point this year that, you know, him, Drew, Sam, they all went through this kind of high tech, put these laser beams on them. And they're going to go through their throwing motion and the computers are going to tell them what they're going wrong. And Josh was like, 
yeah, I went through that and pretty much my entire, you know, graphic came up red or wrong that I'm like completely throwing the ball wrong. So uh, he was like, wow, that was kind of, you know, in front of everyone. And I was a little embarrassed. And he kind of, it kind of drove him to, to improve there. And his mechanics is something that he always touches on. But of course, outside of that, I mean, we can't go very far in such a discussion without mentioning Stefan Diggs. I mean, it went from uh, what are the Bills doing to this trade to how didn't the Vikings get like 10 first round picks for him, right? I mean, the Vikings obviously mm-hmm. got their Justin Jefferson from the deal. So it was kind of a win-win. You, you kind of almost rarely see those. Both teams are happy with a deal. But I mean, Stefan Diggs has been, I think it's a, a revelation. And and of course, uh, the, the final piece of the puzzle all year for Josh Allen has been Brian, uh, Brian Dable. He's the Bills offensive coordinator, um, kind of turning up to be a hot name in, in some coaching carousels right now. He, he worked with the Patriots for, I think, 10, 11 years. And he's actually a Buffalo native, um, ironically enough. And, uh, and he was Dolphins offensive coordinator for, for one year, too. That's Back true. in 2011. That's true. That's Nobody that's noticed because right. the Dolphins started off 0-7. But, uh, yeah, they, yeah. <laughs> he, he was an unknown then. And I, I, I liked him then. Yeah, it was with Kansas City. And, yeah, I'd be surprised if he's not a head coaching candidate here, yeah. here, here this upcoming year. Buffalo yeah, I mean, going to the Super Bowl is probably the only thing that could hold them back, I'd say, at this point. Yeah, probably. I'd be surprised. I think the the hot team is probably the Chargers. I mean, you see what, you know, Gable did with, with Josh Allen's strengths, helping him out. Um, it's been great for Allen, of course, having the same offensive coordinator. You see a guy like Drew Locke, who just like every eight weeks has a new offensive coordinator, it seems, in his career, uh, going back to college even. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I, Brian Dable has been a huge part of this, this puzzle as well. Yeah. And talking about Jordan Palmer, I'm glad you mentioned him because what a reputation he's gotten in the NFL. I remember the first time this had to have been what, five years ago, I heard that he was working with quarterbacks and I almost spit my coffee out. And I thought, who the hell is going to listen to Carson Palmer's failed little brother? That, yeah. that doesn't make a lot of sense. And the guy's a genius. And I, I saw about how, you know, a video with him working with Josh Allen and his footwork. He's done a number of things for a lot of other quarterbacks in the league, too. So either way, it's certainly working. And Josh Allen has destroyed the Dolphins over the last four games that they've played. Um, so hopefully that doesn't continue from our end, but but we'll see. Uh, yeah, and wide receiver. Yeah, I, I actually, uh, this week, I always, I always make sure to point this out this week, like Stefan Diggs with the uh, AFC Offensive Player of the Week. And I said, well, the Bills could get another one this week because Josh Allen has four of those this season six in his career and three of them half of them are against the Dolphins I guess kind of tongue-in-cheek always say I think this guy hates turquoise or something because he always brings it against the Dolphins last four games against the Dolphins Josh Allen has 12 touchdowns in the air two on the ground compared to only one interception the I'd say the difference between this game and previous games is that the Dolphins are going to have both cornerbacks Byron Jones and Xavier Howard a much more refined defense on their side of the ball. But still, Josh Allen, when you look at him, MVP candidate for sure, um, if not the the league MVP overall. Uh, Nick, at wide receiver, so if John Brown and Cole Beasley don't play, they still have a lot of depth there with, with Gabe Davis, who was a steal in the fourth round, Dawson Knox catching some passes out there. Do you see them being the second and third threat if the, if the Bills uh, play their starters? Uh, in this game. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think, uh, yeah, those, those two guys certainly, and then maybe watch out for a guy like Isaiah McKenzie. Um, last week, uh, you know, Colby's lead, he got injured late against, against the Patriots, but I uh, guess noticeably throughout the game, I, I noticed that those throwing a lot to Isaiah McKenzie, 
Um, so those are a couple guys. Yeah, uh, Dawson Knox is finally starting to come around. He didn't actually he didn't drop a wide open touchdown pass last week. Uh, so uh, yeah, those are those are definitely some names to watch. And uh, at, at running back, I think it would probably be no matter what the usual suspects between Zach Moss and, and Devin Singletary. Uh, behind them, they have uh, maybe the Bills, Taiwan Jones. So those were really, really, really pushing last week. The Bills are going for this record. The Dolphins, I think, are one of the teams they're tied with. There's like five or six teams who have had 13 different guys in a single season score a passing touchdown. The Bills aren't going. They have 13 right now, and they are going for that number 14. They threw in the red zone. They threw to Devin Singletary last week, who doesn't have one. They threw a wide-open pass to Taiwan Jones. That he Taiwan Jones. Yeah, he, he won one. He was in for one snap, wide open the end zone, drops it, and then they threw even a shovel pass to Andre Roberts, the kick man, the kick returner on the goal line. <laughs> they were going for it last week, so I can see one of those guys. Maybe they're going to try to get one of those guys the ball in the end zone. We'll see what happens, though. Yeah, that's an interesting tidbit there because yeah, Taiwan Jones has bounced around the league a lot. So uh, he, he, he drafted in 20, 2011. He's been a special teamer. Gets out in the field for one play. Josh Allen throws a laser beam to him, and, and he drops it. Obviously, it didn't matter in that game. The Bills uh, won 38-9. Yeah. to nine, But, yeah, it's, that's, that's interesting, and that's something to really look out for, especially if some of the Bills' backups get in here. Um, on the defensive side of the ball, you know, I, I was surprised in the first five, six weeks of the season – you know, the the Bills' defense didn't look quite the same. I mean, it, they actually had five games in a row where they allowed the opposing quarterback to have a quarterback rating of over 100, which was unheard of from the year before. But since then, they've done much, much better. They've kind of looked like the Bills' defense from last year and the year before. Um, what do you attribute that to? Uh, I think a big part of that certainly is, um, especially when the, the Bills and Dolphins met the first time around, um, Tremaine Edmonds in the middle, the heart of the defense, the, the quarterback of the defense. He had been playing pretty much the entire year with a shoulder issue. And, um, you know, I kind of even myself was like, well, you know, he's getting himself in the wrong places. He's not – he just doesn't – like it looks – it seems to be more than that. Um, but, honestly, once he's – since he's gotten healthier, he, he's played a lot better. He, he didn't have his best game last week against the, uh, against the Patriots. But, overall, he's, he's played a lot better. Right next to him, Matt Milano, I think he's got to be one of the most underrated players in the entire league. Uh, great uh, coverage linebacker, converted safety from Boston College, plays like that uh, prototypical modern-day smaller-sized linebacker who can do everything. While Edmonds was so-so last week, Milano was all over the field uh, last week, the week before. He's seems to be all the way back. Um, of course, the last two weeks, the Bills, as I mentioned, they, they kind of got ahead and played some backups late. So he hasn't played a hundred percent of snaps yet. Uh, Cause you know, guy with a pectoral injury, why would you play him again, the fourth quarter against the Dolphins or excuse me, Patriots and we were up by 30. So I think he's all the way back. And then just their front seven in general has really started to get to quarterbacks uh, for the, for the first couple games in the second half of the season. Uh, they were kind of leading the league in pressures and getting to the quarterback. I think that dropped off, uh, but the Bills are still getting pressures. That has led to turnovers in the second half of the year. So really, it kind of gets started to that front seven. That secondary was kind of still always there um, that you guys are accustomed to hearing the names. Tredavious White, Micah Hyde, Jordan Poyer. Jordan Poyer kind of everyone feels was a pretty big snub from the Pro Bowl this year. But uh, those guys were kind of not getting the help, and now they kind of are getting the help. So that's, that's kind of the long and short of, of the turnaround the Bills have had on defense. Certainly. And even though the Bills don't have anybody on their team that has more than five sacks, Mario Addison and A.J. Klein lead them there. They 
every player on their defense, especially the front seven, is pretty good ac- across the board. I mean, at least from my point of view. Jerry Hughes, Ed Oliver, Quentin Jefferson, um, Mario Addison, you know, Tremaine Edmonds makes the Pro Bowl, Matt Milano, very underrated player at linebacker. So it's not a surprise to see the Bills' defense bounce back after the first six games here. So, it's you know, Nick, we want to be respectful of your time because it's New Year's Eve here. What do you have going on there at the Bills Wire that uh, that maybe we should know about? Um, well, of course, uh, you know, Bills Wire, like I said before, we're all uh, everything Bills you need. Um, I'll, I'll plug my friends to uh, Dolphins Wire. We, are, we got one of those folks. So if uh, you guys uh, need any little single tidbit on the Dolphins at any point, give them a shout. Dolphins Wire. Um, or if you're listening to this and you happen to be a fan of any other team in the NFL, we have a wire network for everyone. So uh, Patriots Wire, Jets Wire. Whoever wire, we got it. Um, and of course, we're, we're we're starting to push out some podcast series of our own. I know Ryan O'Leary's our. Uh, I, I talk to him every week. Um, he's our NFL Wire uh, host. Um, he jumps on with all our different networks and, and hosts a 30-minute show each week. Uh, Ryan does a great job. And then uh, my buddy Matt does the Wagon Wheel podcast. Matt Johnson's our host of our other just Bills-specific podcast that we have. So, uh, yeah, we're. We're certainly not going to take any ground from you guys at all down in South Beach, I promise you, because I know there are some Buffalo transplants down there, but uh, they aren't your key demographic anyways, guys. So uh, we'll uh, we'll, we'll try to snag them from you. (laughs) Well, well, more people are getting more and more interested, uh, you know, with just the AFC East in general, because it's, it's such a competitive division and has so many good teams compared to years and years of it's just the Patriots winning it year after year. So a nice welcome change. We still hate the bills, but you know, feelings <laughs> mutual there. So, so we're good. Of course, uh, of course. They, <laughs> well, so Nick, I know we always do the prediction at the end of the, at the end of the show here, and we'll, we'll do the same score prediction here uh, for you, but it's kind of harder this time around because you, we, we don't really know who's going to play. So take it anywhere, anywhere you want. What do you think is going to happen in this game? Oh, it's tough because I, I like you said, we're, we're all over the place. Um, and this one, you know, uh, is Josh Allen going to play? Heck, you know what? We didn't, we didn't really touch on it too much. This is kind of your guys under the spectrum, but uh, Tua and Fitz, I mean, speaking of love, hate, I mean, it's just that the feelings of, of love for Ryan Fitzpatrick in Buffalo will legitimately never go away. Um, even if he is playing for the Dolphins or the Jets or heck, who knows what's going to happen under center with the Patriots next year. They will still love Ryan Fitzpatrick to death here. Um, I think if he came in the game um, and beat the Bills and everyone made the playoffs and maybe the Steelers lost too and the Bills got the two seed, you know, even if that doesn't happen, I think everyone would be happy for Fitz in that in that scenario. That's how much I love the guy here. But with all things considered, and we don't know what's going to go on, I, I've, I've kind of questioned the Bills a little bit here. I mean, a 17-year playoff drought will, will do that to you. Um, you know, trust me, you just, I, up until about a week ago, I was like, I think the Patriots are still going to win that game. I changed my mind before kickoff. I said the Bills are going to beat them, beat them up good. They did. Um, so I'll, I'll just throw a number out there. I'll go like 28-21 Bills because for some reason Josh Allen just somehow does enough. He does something. I don't. It's you. You can tell in my voice, right, that I'm not even used to admitting that this team's on a six-game winning streak and should be on an eight-game winning streak. He just won the AFC, right? It's, it's so foreign to us. Yeah, exactly. You, you don't even know what to do with yourself. Uh, you know, yeah, if, what, I don't know if, what to do with my hands. I don't know what to do. What's going, what's going on? Here. <laughs> <laughs> if, if, I mean, yeah, the the Bills only lost this year, or, or excuse me, 
they've had one loss since week six, and that was the Hale Murray play. Uh, that a game that Buffalo still should have won, and and they've been just rolling people the last couple of weeks. So beat Denver by 29, beat the Patriots by 29, beat the Steelers by 11, 49ers by 10, Chargers by 10, Seahawks by 10. And so they just have kept rolling and it's, it's hard to stop them here this year. So we'll see if uh, we'll see, we'll see how the, how the game unfolds here. And it, the, the Dolphins have everything to gain in this one. Buffalo has very little, to, little to gain. They can be the second seed or hold on to that second seed instead of possibly dropping to number three if the Steelers take down the Browns, which is pretty unlikely given that they're resting their starters. So that's going to do it for our breakdown of the Buffalo Bills sideline here with Nick Woten from the USA Today's Bills Wire. Be sure to go on to his Twitter handle as well, Nick underscore Woten. That's W-O-J-T-O-N as well. And you can follow Paul and I on the Fin side, Facebook, Twitter, Spreaker, iTunes, YouTube, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. I'm Brian Cat NFL. Paul is fanatic underscore pick. And if it's not on the right side and it's not on the left side, it is on the Fin side. Solo D, take us home. It ain't the left side or the right side, and it must be the Fin side. It ain't the left side or the right side, and it must be the Fin side. Dolphins fans across the land all tuning in to see what Brian Cat and Paul about to do again. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.